BJH Hematotalks, a podcast series from the publisher of the Belgium Journal of Hematology. Hello and welcome to this podcast. With me today is Professor Peter Sonneveld of the Department of Hematology at the Erasmus MC Cancer Institute based in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Today we're going to be discussing the HOVON 95 trial. To set the scene, could you first talk us through the design and goals of the HOVON 95 study? Yeah, so the HOVON 95 trial is also called the EMN, European Myeloma Network O2 trial, since it was performed in uh, many countries in Europe. It was a collaborative study, and the goal of it was to evaluate the role of high-dose melphalan and autologous transplant. Second, to look at the role of a single versus a tandem autologous transplant. And third, to evaluate the role of consolidation therapy, followed by maintenance versus maintenance alone. So the design was that patients uh, received four induction cycles uh, at diagnosis of multiple myeloma. Then there was a stem cell harvest and patients were randomized between one high-dose melphalan autologous transplant or double, also called tandem autologous transplant, or VMP, which is bortezomib melphalan prednisone, uh, with a standard dose of melphalan. So in fact, it was a comparison of high-dose melphalan versus standard dose melphalan. After the transplant, patients were uh, randomized to receive consolidation therapy with VRD, bortezomib uh, lenalidomide dexamethasone, for two cycles, or no consolidation. And all patients proceeded with uh, lenalidomide maintenance at 10 mg per daily dose until progression or intolerance. 1,500 patients were were included in the trial, and almost all of them were randomized for the first randomization question, high-dose melphalan versus standard-dose melphalan. Those results have already been presented and published uh, in Lancet Hematology earlier this year with first author uh, Michele Cavo from Bologna. At ASH 2020, you presented data on the consolidation part of this trial. What is the idea behind the use of a consolidation regimen in patients with newly diagnosed transplant-eligible multiple myeloma? Yeah, so the idea... uh... (coughs) in this trial was to look at the role of consolidation, especially to see if we uh, could improve the response rate, the quality of the response in patients after uh, they had received uh, the transplant or the VMP. And in particular, if there would be a difference in uh, between those two prior treatments. The idea behind it is that by improving the response quality, we also improve the progressive-free survival and possibly overall survival of these patients. The role of consolidation has never been evaluated or prospectively addressed in any trial, so the literature on this issue is blank. And this uh, was the first trial to compare the role of consolidation with no consolidation at a large scale. And to what extent, in terms of clinical benefit, did this consolidation therapy with VRD add in this trial? Yeah, so um, for this question, 878 patients were uh, randomized, uh, 450 received consolidation, and 427 received no consolidation. Uh, This uh, data that I present are after a long follow-up of 71 months. The main analysis uh, showed that the progression-free survival, medium progression-free survival with consolidation was 59 months compared with 43 months uh, without uh, consolidation. So it's a 16 months difference 
And this was a very significant uh, result uh, with a hazard ratio of 0.8. So this is the first endpoint, progressive free survival. And this was uh, endpoint was reached uh, with a significant difference. We, of course, also looked to uh, subgroup analysis, and it appeared that the uh, benefit was present in all subgroups, even patients with adverse prognostic factors like cytogenetics although the difference in the very high-risk patients was less than in the standard-risk patients. Then we also looked, of course, to the response quality. And what we observed is that the patients that achieved a CR or a stringent CR, so CR or better, was also better with consolidation, 59% and 45% without consolidation. Again, a significant difference. And then we also looked to the tolerance of this VRD regimen, of course. And in the analysis, it was demonstrated that 97.5%, so a large majority of the patients, did uh, uh, complete the two cycles of consolidation without dose reduction or delay of the treatment. So it was very well tolerated. Then finally, when we look at the overall survival, of course, this is what counts in the end. There was not a difference yet. In both arms, it was 81%. And at six years, uh, the uh, overall survival was 75%. So it's too early to say anything about the overall survival with or without consolidation. And for this, uh, we need a longer follow-up. So... In the future, we will report a longer follow-up of this trial. Finally, if we give more treatment, does it all, is it also associated with more second primary malignancies? Well, we looked at this at six years uh, from the uh, second randomization. The incidence of second primary malignancies was 5% in both arms, no difference, and in line with what we know from other trials with long-term maintenance treatment. Finally, based on these results, do you feel that consolidation therapy should become part of the routine treatment schedule in newly diagnosed transplant-eligible patients with multiple myeloma? Yeah, so we think yes, uh, but uh, of course this is the only trial that demonstrates the role of uh, consolidation. We also observed in this trial, uh, and that has already been published, that a tandem autologous transplant, so more intensive treatment, is beneficial for patients with high-risk characteristics. In one American trial, also one looked at consolidation versus a second transplant, so it's not the same comparison. Uh, And there, the second transplant was also better. So we have to rely on this trial only uh, to answer your question. And it means that for the time being, I think uh, we may consider consolidation treatment beneficial, especially since it improves progression-free survival, it improves the CR rate, and it is not associated with significant toxicity. And in the current trials that uh, have just been completed or ongoing in the European Union, invariably some consolidation treatment is included. So in practice, uh, I think we already use consolidation also uh, outside the context of clinical trials Many people use consolidation therapy like the one that we have investigated. So for the future, I think, yes, consolidation uh, treatments will be a part of the standard approach. Professor Sonneveld, thank you very much for your time and for your professional insight. 
This podcast was brought to you by the publisher of the Belgium Journal of Hematology. For more hemato talks, please visit us at bjh.be. Thank you for listening.